Man, I'm so excited today. We got another review. We got another review and guess what? It's five stars. What's up guys? Alex McFadden here, Thrive Mortgage Co. Your host, one of your hosts from the YBR Remo Show and I'm excited for you guys to join me today. We've got a banger episode. We've always got banger episodes. They're, I think they're always good, but uh, gauging by the reactions and the listeners and the responses in the last few uh, weeks and months, you guys have been enjoying them as well. So uh, that makes me very, very happy. Anyway, the only thing that we ask for for the price of entry for you guys listening to all of this valuable information when it comes to your mortgage, your financing, your real estate, your investments is simply pop on to iTunes uh, and leave us a review. If you can't leave us a review or you can't figure it out, send us a message and we'll give you the instructions if we can. Or of course, the other thing we could do or you could help us with is to share this podcast with a friend, someone else who could be interested in real estate or investing or learning about uh, you know how to get started in preparing to buy. Let's inspire some more people to get involved in real estate and let's help them level up and build more wealth. So today's uh, today's review is from uh, Prit B. Uh, he says, hi guys, I just want to reach out and say thanks for all the great content. Always some new information or perspective that could be helpful for anyone in the market. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much, Prit B. I really appreciate you leaving the review. Make sure to send us a message in the screenshot or just a message over at the YVR Remo Show so we know that's you on Instagram. And uh, we'll make sure to send you out a cute, good little gift, a little coffee, a little mug, uh, a couple things there. So anyhow, this episode today, we talked a little bit about mortgage investment corporations and investing in mortgages. So we took a little bit of a different angle from the typical or traditional real estate investing. We started talking about the different ways you can invest in mortgages and real estate. We did an overview today of some of the things that you need to know if you've ever thought about investing in mortgage corporations um, and or putting your money there and uh, maybe just a once over of the important uh, things that you need to know and how the process works. Uh, Dean Lawton, Derek Williamson and myself uh, did a deep dive and we're excited to hear what you have to say and your thoughts around the topic. Have you invested in it before? Have you invested in a MIC? Have you been thinking about it? Then this is definitely the episode for you. Now, with that said, if you're thinking about getting into real estate, buying a property, your first property, your second, figuring out if you can refinance, wondering if you can save money by restructuring your existing mortgage or take advantage of the equity to buy a second home, then you need to be reaching out to us here over at Thrive Mortgage Co. So we can see what we can do for you. Just make sure to visit us at thrivemortgage.ca. We'll get you started. Enough of that. We'll see you guys on the other side. Let us know what you think. Talk to you soon. What's up, guys? You are listening to the YBR Remo Show, where we talk all things Vancouver real estate and mortgages, take boring topics, and make them interesting. Make sure to stay tuned to listen to everything you need to know how to put cash back in your pocket, create wealth in real estate, and simplify the complicated. All right, so another educational episode coming your way. And, uh, you know, being mortgage brokers, we get asked a lot about bank financing, conventional financing, buying a home, investing in real estate, all sorts of different things. But every now and then we get a lot of questions around investing money and how to invest money and or where people invest money. And that leads into a conversation about mortgage investment corporations, uh, private lending, private money. How does it all work? We probably need to have a solid hour and a half to two hours just to cover a portion of it. Today is going to be a high level understanding of what a MIC is because people talk about the term MIC, they talk about private lenders, they talk about all these situations, but just a lot of people don't understand the basic understanding of what it is. 
So realistically, like this episode is really, really beneficial for anyone who thought about investing into mortgages at some point or wants to understand at least the mechanics of how it works and where private lenders come into play. We'll have a different episode in the future talking about lending your own money in other ways. And maybe one day in the future, we'll start talking about a different course offering that we've worked on in the past to talk about private lending. But today's conversation is really focused on what is a mortgage investment corporation and why are they around and maybe a little bit of an intro into how you can get involved and what that looks like for you. So Derek, why don't you start off since you uh, made a lot of the notes on this one. A MIC doesn't have to be an alternative to investing in real estate. Um, we see a lot of people, ourselves included, that are invested in real estate. Uh, and a MIC is just a much more hands-off approach where you can still uh, bring in a great rate of return where you really, really understand uh, the backing of the investment. Um, like for me personally, stocks are not my thing. I understand real estate through and through. And if I can turn the same return uh, in something that is tied to real estate outside of a stock that maybe I don't understand fully, I will probably go towards the real estate investment, which is a mix. So a mix is a mortgage investment corporation. Um, it's essentially a pool of funds. So it's a, it's a corporation that the public can invest in. Uh, a lot of mix have a minimum investment of like ten or twenty-five thousand dollars, upwards of a million dollars, and the goal is to for the mix to bring in enough money through investment, private investment, uh, or public investment, so that they can lend that money out in the form of a private mortgage. Now, a private mortgage is a mortgage that is not qualified through your conventional lenders, your TDs and Scotias and Coast Capitals. Um, they're typically much higher risk maybe the income isn't there or the credit isn't quite there or there's too many properties involved and you're just not qualifying with those traditional lenders. So a MIC will uh, you know, gauge and review and, and qualify an application on their own. Very, very equity-based. Very equity-based. So you know, your conventional lenders, you can typically buy a property with 5% down to a certain uh, point. These lenders, you're typically not going to get a private mortgage with less than 20, 25, sometimes 30% down, depending on the property and the scale. So um, from a consumer standpoint, it is an investment tool where you can invest money. It is completely hands-off to you for the most part, if you want it to be hands-off, and your funds are being lent out in and amongst a bunch of other people's money and investments um, in the form of private mortgages, which are bringing in returns of you know, some lenders are doing 5% all the way up to 18%, depending on the risk. The one thing that sticks out to me is a pool of funds. And a lot of people would wonder like, well, what does that mean? And, and essentially what it is, is, you know, you have 100 investors that have all pooled different amounts of money into one fund. And that's really important to know because that pool of funds is what all, all of these properties that they've lent their money on. So all these mortgages that the Mortgage Investment Corporation has done, their security is all those properties that those mortgages are secured to. And that's really important to know as an, as an investor, because that means your money is that much more safe. And you mentioned like, you know, they're equity based lenders. So they're typically doing 20, 25% down minimum. Most of these uh, portfolios that you look at. So you look at, you know, hundred properties, say from a, from a, you know, an average mix has got about hundred mortgages out at one given time. Their average loan to value on their portfolios is around 50%, believe it or not. So that means that 50% of their of, of those mortgages are secured by equity. Um, so they don't they they're in such a safe position. And you know the way to look at that is if 
if you know all these properties are worth say 100 million and they have 50 million dollars of money secured against that that means they got 50 million dollars of security and equity so if the market crashed and say the market went down 25% very rare that that would happen i don't even think we have i mean i'd love to look at stats back like has the vancouver market crashed by 25% they say you'd be hard pressed to find a stat or any year that that's occurred but let's assume it did occur your money would still be very, very safe. You'd still have 25% equity in those properties to protect your investment. And so a pool of funds is why a lot of people, when they're thinking about lending their money out, will go to a MEC because of that reason. The security is so strong across the portfolio. And one of the big things that, uh, you know, definitely in talking to a MEC is just like any type of real estate investment, there's a mix that offer different types of properties or portfolios which also is sometimes surprising to certain people. Like some mix focus their energy towards like anything else, first mortgages. So they wanna be in a first position up to 50% on acreages as an example, right? Another might focus purely on second mortgages at high rates of return, slightly higher risk and only in the city. And so there's, there's a lot of different ways that a mix or mortgage investment corporations are set up that you can almost I mean, depending on how you invest yourselves, you might have an interest in or, or a belief that it makes a lot more sense or that the, the market in Vancouver is bulletproof, whereas, you know, the market in you know, Chilliwack, Chilliwack is not. Or maybe you uh, see the advantage and you're not concerned about the idea of having a mortgage in second place or second position behind a first and that people are willing to pay that back faster than those in, in a different position. The neat thing about uh, mortgage investment corporations is, is just that there are so many different types of options, different types of, and I know we've noted this, different types of returns that you can gather. And they're fully managed typically by the people that are, are obviously in charge of the mortgage investment corporation. So, I mean, you could literally have a conversation with these guys to say, hey, you know, we've got 45 or 55 mortgages out right now. Can you help me understand why we did this? Which is really cool. And uh, you can also be pretty hands-off and not even have to have a conversation with them. So again, it's kind of a pick your flavor, which is really nice. It largely is pretty hands-off. As much as you can question those MIC managers and, and get that feedback, it, it, it really is their decision to make on every loan. So at the end of the day, you're not administrating the funds, meaning you're not, you're not yeah, the no. one contacting the borrowers when they miss a payment or the payment's late or you know, there's their insurance uh, la like lapsed and they haven't renewed their insurance. Like There's a lot of stuff that goes on when you're ma at managing a mortgage that you don't have to deal with. And it's very similar to like owning a rental property. A lot of people will look at this as like, okay, I could pull out, say, $250,000 of equity in my house and go buy another house for as a rental property. But I got to manage this tenant. I got to manage the maintenance of the property, and it's a, it's a. There's a lot to manage with a rental property, and some people are just at certain ages in their life, or you know, whenever they're just not the personality type to manage that type of an investment. Where a mech can really be 100% hands off. Like the money's in the pool. You don't even have to think about it until you get your monthly dividend or your quarterly dividend or whatever you're set up on. And so a lot of people really, really like that. And it's so tough to like you can compare this investment to so many different types of investments. I mean, we've already talked about buying a rental property, a stock, lending your money out on your own to your own borrower. I mean, these are very different comparisons. And it's so and that's why it is so hard to compare it to any, either of those. And I mean, the one thing when I look at it like a stock, like we talked about stocks initially, it's the one thing that's nice about a MIC and any really any real estate transaction is it is very predictable. Like we have some really good stats in our market. I mean, our market especially, like it's very predictable. 
And that's, that's what gives people a lot of peace of mind where a stock, I mean, a stock could go every which way and, and that, that scares people. So, I mean, I think the point here is just, it, it is really tough to compare this to anything else, but there is a lot of benefits here and you just have to see, okay, what are the benefits and what are the risks and the risks are very clear. And I feel like you can find some, you can find comfort around the risk really quickly. Our market where we live uh, in greater Vancouver has played a big part in this because, you know, maybe there's a, a higher risk MIC mortgage investment corporation, and maybe they're doing second mortgages to 80% of the property value, right? Like that's actually quite risky if the market stays flat, because if the market goes down 20%, you know, you're at par with your loan. Um, but again, where we live, if, if that Mick lent out a hundred second mortgages at 80% loan to value two years ago, they're probably sitting at like 50 or 55% currently, right? Because property values have increased. So as property values increase and the market goes up, your investment almost gets safer because there's more equity in the home behind that mortgage. Um, I was looking up some stats today and, and for the most part, under 5% of a mortgage investment corporation's loans or mortgages are actually impaired which means that you know like there's a flaw people aren't making payments it's going into foreclosure and that's across canada right under five percent so and these are high interest high payment risky mortgages and we're talking about under five percent of those actually go through any type of a flaw impairment foreclosure and to talk about the foreclosure piece like you know you talk about a worst case scenario in a mortgage as a whole it is a foreclosure that is when someone cannot make their payments They've chosen not to sell their house and they are the, the bank or the lender is actually going to sell that property for them. And I mean, in that situation, again, back to Dean's point, even if, you know, the property is worth a million bucks and that private mortgage is sitting at 800,000, that means that there's $200,000 of equity sitting there. So let's say the payments are $3,000 a month, right? $3,000 a month is going to build up while the borrower isn't paying it. So you have a lot of time to make up that $200,000 before you're actually taking a loss. So it's very, very rare that a MIC takes a loss on a mortgage um, unless, you know, there's maybe poor due diligence done or values have not been um, appraised properly. It, it's very rare, even after going through a foreclosure, typically the MIC will get all of its interest and earnings back. You touched on first position mortgages and second position mortgages being looked at as a higher risk. A lot of people wonder why. You know, first position mortgage has first priority, and and that's super important to know. So, if you're sitting in second position, as an example, you have say fifty thousand dollars second mortgage sitting behind a first position RBC mortgage, as an example. If that borrower goes into arrears foreclosure with the first position mortgage, all the interest that they owe is just going to continue to accumulate. So, when you're in arrears, what that basically means is you're not making payments but you still owe interest month over month interest is, is mounting and all that interest that's owed to RBC is bumping you in second position back. You keep going back. So RBC's owed 200,000. Well, each month they're owed an additional thousand dollars and that just keeps bumping your back, your position backwards. So when you're in second position, it's so important that you're really, really aware. Like if you're lending your own money, you really need to be educated and know what you're lending your money on. You need to know the property through and through. Like knowing the property is so important. Knowing what loan to value you're coming in at is so important. And so back to being investing in a MIC, if you're a second position MIC, and there are some really good 
mortgage investment corporations that just focus on second position mortgages because they're higher returns. They make a higher interest rate on those for these reasons. So you really need to know why that that company's focus on those on those types of mortgages and then how they're mitigating risk. And mitigating risk is really the loan to value. What is the overall loan to value on their portfolio? That is so key to protecting your investment. Yeah, those are really good points. Uh, you covered this briefly. I'll just kind of go over this one more time and talk a little bit about the different types of ways that you can invest. Uh, we have notes in here, obviously, discussing the fact that you can invest, as we previously mentioned, through an RRSP, uh, TFSA, uh, RIF, uh, you've noted RESP. But I think something that's interesting, and I've done this personally uh, recently, and a lot of people don't know that you can do this, is you can also invest corporately. So through your corporate income, a lot of self-employed self or, or business owners have money in their corporations and they want to find ways to invest that money instead of just taking it out and getting it taxed. So if you wanted to invest that money through your corporation, you can also look at different means of doing so. Uh, certainly, it was talked about earlier in this conversation, but you know, we talk a lot about pulling money out uh, the equity of your home to invest in real estate. And while we still believe that makes a ton of sense for a lot of people, listen, some people are just, there's just too much going on in their lives or they're too busy at that time, but they don't want to let that equity just sit there. You can simply pull that money, as you mentioned, take up to 80% of your property value, open up a HELOC, a home equity line of credit, and borrow it at today's rates of say prime plus 50, 3.95% and invest that money you know, rate of returns anywhere between six to twelve percent. You're you're taking basically free money from your bank and leveraging it to earn more money, of course, which is always a win uh, in in our eyes. So lots of different and unique ways that you can invest the money through this strategy and through these types of uh, lenders. I think an important thing to note is that just like every industry and business out there, there's poor mix that are not managed and and, and ran well. Um, there's great mix and then there's, you know, kind of in the middle. So due diligence is very, very important. It's easy for us to speak to this because we're in this every single day. We understand mortgages. We understand real estate values. Um, for the general public that isn't as involved in real estate, you have to do a ton of research. You need to talk to people. You need to go to meetings, you know, mix hold typically semi-annual, if not annual um, investor meetings. And you can just get a gauge on what they have on their books. If they're dealing with foreclosures, how invested they are, you know, what do they know about the fund or the investment that they're operating is, is super, super important. Yeah. You mentioned like, f uh, like under 5% of mortgages are impaired on the private side. It, a crazy stat I seen 0.2% of Canadians actually go into arrears and foreclosure. Crazy. 0.2%. So Canadians pay their bills, especially their mortgage, their home. Like Canadians protect their home better than any country in the world. And so that's super important to understand because like people will not let go of their home in Canada. And like th that's a fact. And that's, that's really comforting for anyone that's looking to invest in mortgages or, or purchase rental property in general. I think a question that comes up a lot of, as a lot as well, at least people ask me this question are around how do the mortgage investment corporations make money or what are the different ways that they make money? Uh, the, some of them are obvious such as interest on the loan, you know, obviously there's an earning there, but typically the mortgage investment corporation charges essentially like a management fee. When a client gets a private mortgage, they typically pay two fees or one whole fee. And there's typically a, what they call a lender fee, uh, which is what the lender charges. And that can really range. That could be 1% of the balance of the loan. It could be 4% of the loan. I mean, I've seen a variety of different numbers depending on how big that is. And there's offer, offer, 
often a broker fee, which is paid to the mortgage broker for arranging, taking care of, and obviously setting up the loan itself. Now, the broker fee is not paid to the company. It's typically paid directly to the mortgage broker who's taking care of the transaction, doing the work. But the lender fee is a portion of the money that's coming in the form of a profit. And it's part of how they're calculating the funds on the actual um, the actual mortgage itself. Now, obviously, as we mentioned earlier, different mortgage investment corporations earn different amounts of income and charge different fees. And that's how they remain competitive in the marketplace while still finding good returns. But those are some of the common ways that you would see these companies earn an income. The revenue of a MIC is through interest and fees. MICs are regulated by the Income Tax Act in Canada. And 100% of the net income within a MIC has to be paid to the, the investors, right? So if there's costs, you know, maybe there's an office, uh, maybe there's staff, the management fee, after all said and done, anything left over, every single dollar is paid to the investors. And that's where you're seeing that rate of return, right? So it, just to give you an example, if a mortgage is lent out at 9% and maybe the MEC earns a 1% fee, that's a 10% earning over one year, right? But they have costs and there's a management fee. So out of that, if every single loan in that MEC was the exact same as that, the investors might walk away with 7%, which like 7% is a phenomenal investment when it's completely hands off and it's secured to real estate at a very low uh, loan to value or leverage. Yeah, well said. Uh, I think a question as well, actually, this came up in a conversation today. So just pointing this out, you know, I know we're talked a little bit about how they can earn the money and how it flows through, or at least we just discussed that to details. How do you actually invest in these uh, different types of lenders? So uh, Derek mentioned, obviously, doing your research and making sure that it's a mortgage investment company that you're comfortable with. Look at their history. Have they been around one year, five year, 10 years? Uh, again, do you, I, I mean, for me, I like, I actually, gave a crap about the people that were managing and just getting a chance to know them and understand how they act and, and what their history was as well is, is a good way to to kind of consider things on your end. But just generally speaking, um, how long do you want to invest for? Are you looking to invest for one year or are you looking to invest for three, five, ten? What like what's your time frame? Just like anything else, do you want it to be liquid or illiquid? Um, again, it came up in a good conversation today with someone which is around, okay, do I need to leave my money in there for one year or can I easily access it? Or is it money that needs to be sitting long-term? That's where typically you're gonna look at different types of mortgage investment corporations because they will have different ways that they will do this and some will charge you know, different fees associated to redeem your funds and some are available to pull them right away whereas others you might have to give months notice to get your money out of your account. So that might be something you wanna think about if you're investing into one. Yeah, super important, the term. Um, we touched on this a little bit, but it, uh, mix are registered funds eligible. So RSPs, TFSAs, RIFs, RESP. Um, I don't know that a mix makes a lot of sense for a short-term investment, right? Like typically it's more longer term. We see a lot of people that are maybe going into retirement and they've had money in RSPs at their bank earning three or 4%. You turn it into a mix, um, and you know, you're doubling your investment in most cases. The way that the investment actually works is you buy, when you, when you invest in a MIC, you actually purchase shares of that corporation. Um, and what a lot of people do, if you don't need that cash flow, like let's say you're bringing in $1,000 a month in investment income, if you don't need that currently because maybe you're younger and you're working and you have your own income sources, you'll actually just transfer that $1,000 into more shares every single 
you know, month or whatever it is. Uh, a lot of mix will have the option to take a dividend as well. Some are monthly, some are annually. So these are questions that you want to ask depending on your situation. If you're looking for cash now, you want to make sure that the mix offers that dividend option because some mix only offer an annual payout. One of the top questions I get is from anyone looking to get into this space is why would somebody pay seven to nine percent for a mortgage? Like why would somebody even imagine paying that rate, especially in a market where we're in today where rates are all time lows. And so just understanding that a lot of these mortgages are short term. So the reason why there is that fee and, and we're talking about 10% annual returns potentially is typically these loans are paid out within 12 months. The, the reason for somebody to take this loan is a short term fix, whether they're building a home or paying off CRA taxes, banks won't pay CRA taxes with equity. That's a common reason. You know, people have a big tax bill, corporations, they'll pay it with a private loan and then refinance with a with back to a bank. Um, building a home, like I mentioned, renovating a home, self-employed issues, income's been written down very low. They're just, you know, need another year to catch up to make their income where it needs to be to go back to a bank. Like, there's a lot of really good people borrowing money at seven to nine percent. These are not people on the verge of bankruptcy. And, and I feel like get that question a lot that they think like, well, why would I want to lend my money to somebody that's probably not going to pay me back? And, and it's not the case. Like the money is coming back uh, more like the stats show it. Like we're not, these mix are not going into foreclosure on a regular basis. These are really good people that just need a short-term relief and are on to better and bigger things. Yeah, totally. It makes sense. It makes sense. And I think if you're on the fence about investing in mortgage corporations, Derek made a good point there. Definitely something where you want to consider the long-term uh, investment potential of doing so. Maybe again, you've got money aside, you've got that equity, you're wondering what to do with it and you don't necessarily need it for a period of time. Always good to have that money sit in there. And again, if you're interested in real estate, but maybe just quite simply don't have the capacity to be on hand dealing with this, like you might have to be for the setup time or the ins and outs of a real estate investment, or maybe you're just not interested in acquiring any more physical assets at this time. It is something that you may want to consider. Some people like business owners, again, just are having challenges maybe qualifying. And this is another way for them to start looking at different options to get their money out into real estate if that's something that you believe in, which a lot of people do here locally. The investment itself can be very liquid. And what I mean by that is if you need to get your money back out, most mix can actually release your funds within 30 days notice. And that's pretty important to note because a lot of people will go into like a term, um, like a, a GIC or, or lend their money on their own to a specific borrower for a one-year term. It's, it, those types of deals or, or transactions are not liquid. Like you can't get your money back when you need it. So people find comfort with mix just in the fact that they can actually get their money back if they need it for a situation that they weren't prepared for. Yeah, well played. Well played. So uh, for future conversations on mortgage investment corporations or just private lending in general, uh, one of our future episodes or one of the episodes, if you're listening to this at a later time, will might have already come out, which would be around self-directed mortgages uh, and what that could look like in private lending. Again, we're trying to go surface level for a lot of this because it's a very detailed topic and there's so many different ways that this can go. So a basic understanding can be really helpful where you can put your money, what you can do with it. And we're certainly going to have these types of conversations. Now, if you want to know more about mortgage investment corporations or private lending, you're welcome to provide us or send us a message and we'll do our best to accommodate or at least put you in touch with someone who might be able to give you a little bit better answers to the questions that you have if they're a little bit higher in detail. Anything else to add to this mortgage investment corporation piece before we uh, close this one up, guys? 
I think the last piece that I would add is it's not as easy as grabbing a check and, and going to meet the MIC manager and giving them the funds. There's actually a, a very thorough process because MICs are now regulated. Uh, you have to go through an exempt market dealer uh, with a securities license and they do a full verbal application on you to understand how much money do you have? Are you putting all your eggs in one basket? Do you understand real estate? Do you understand what a MIC is, right? So there's a very thorough process and you actually have to get approved to invest in a MIC. Um, you know, like if, if you had $100,000 in the bank and you wanted to put $100,000 in a MIC, there's a good chance that that would actually get declined because you are allocating too much funds into one investment. So just keep that in mind if you're interested. Um, absolutely reach out to us because we have hands-on experience with this. Um, and any questions, yeah, just let us know. Love it. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. As always, make sure to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. If you're finding a ton of value out of these episodes, or if you're learning anything at all, make sure to post this up on Instagram. You can hit that little share button on your iPhone or on your Android, send you out to Instagram, Facebook world, LinkedIn, whatever you want. Send it to a friend, share the love. We want to educate more people. This is something we do to sacrifice a little of our time to make you guys a little bit wealthier. Have an amazing day and thanks for tuning in.